Hello and welcome to the True Blue LA podcast. Jacob Birch, Eric Steven, neither you or I have slept a lot over the last few days. So this is going to be a uh, <coughs> sleepy yep. podcast in honor of the sleepy offense of the Los Angeles Dodgers. And remember how the Dodgers had eight starters in spring training? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now they don't have a staff. So uh, this is going to be a fun one. Uh, yeah. So it's yeah. So it's we'll, a weird time. We're going to figure all that out, cover all of that, do a rewind, do some questions from Craig. There's It's a trivia-loaded episode uh, for both of us, so we're going to do our best there. All of that after this. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day low actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus so it's just a crap list from top to bottom so <laughs> we'll start with the crappiest news certainly the crappiest news uh mm-hmm. the offense so, might be crappier right now but if you're you know the Dodger Stadium has been what? It's like twenty. I think it's like twenty-seven percent capacity. They've had about fifteen thousand fans every game. People didn't go to games last year, so you're thinking, man, I can't wait to go to a Dodger game this summer. You know, fully like vaccinated, perhaps uh, or whatever, and go watch one of the best young starters they have in Dustin May. And now you might have to wait until like 2023 to do that because he's going to have Tommy John surgery. So like, yeah, everything about like, I, well, so uh, last, like the last two weeks, we already knew this, like the last two weeks were kind of just, just bad for the Dodgers, right? Like they, they haven't really been playing well for a while. It's extended into this week. Like we're in a third week of this. Uh, but when I, in my week in review, um, 
the picture was Dustin May walking off the mound. Uh, at this point, let's see. We uh, when I that we did not know the extent, but it was like pretty clear that it was a major like um, elbow injury, and you know it was just like waiting for the MRI. But the the title of the post was um, you know after like you know the week five in review or whatever. Uh, it can always get worse, <laughs> and, then, and I was like, oh no! And then yeah, so like uh, yeah, it's yeah, it got worse. Um, like I don't know, so. He left, so this is uh, Saturday in Milwaukee, uh, Dustin May, um, he just, he had a shooting sensation in his arm in the second inning, so he left with two outs in the in the second, um, he felt it on one, he threw like uh, two curveballs and then a fastball, he winced on the fastball, I guess afterwards he said he felt the, the pain on one of the curveballs, so that's when he came out, um, He's been mixing in like the curveball more. He's, his his big thing was like his two seam fastball, you know, basically a sinker, but it's like a hundred <laughs> and then uh, moves like crazy. But he wasn't really missing bats because he was kind of all over the place and he wasn't getting his other pitches over. This year he's gotten those other pitches: curve, four seam fastball, and he's been wonderful. Uh, you know, two seventy four ERA. He only had twenty three innings pitch, but he was really good. 324 FIP. It was 462 last year, even though his like overall numbers were fine. The biggest thing was he almost doubled his strikeout rate. He was like in the lower third of the league. Like it was 19.6% last year, you know, well below league average. This year he's like, he was top 10, 37.6. So he was doing like everything right. He's only 23. He was like coming into his own. He sees the fifth starter spot with the like stellar spring. So like everything was sort of looking up. And then, boom, um, he's going to have the surgery next week, next Tuesday in L.A. So it's a real, it's it's just a huge bummer all the way around. Um, you know, it, everyone, like, I don't like the, the sentiment where, well, he'll probably come back stronger. You know, like, from that, like, I don't think that's the case, or you shouldn't think of it that way. The, his career's not over, but it's like, you know, um, like, just look, look at the current Dodger rotation, right? Like, Walker Bueller had Tommy John surgery coming out of college, and he's like, an, basically, he's the Dodgers game one starter, basically. Um, Julio Urias had major shoulder surgery, and he was like their one of their best pitchers in the postseason. He closed out the last two series, so like things, you know, can get better. But these next like year, this next year and a half is just going to suck for him, and, and for like Dodgers fans waiting for him to get back, and, it, and it's like a significant blow to the team, right? Like. The, for all the stuff that was going wrong with the Dodgers, like the starting pitching was has been sort of propping them up. And like the reason where you look at a lot of teams, you know, how do we avoid a losing streak? If you have like a really good starter, go starting pitcher going every day, then you're like in really good shape because you're you're very rarely gonna like just have a stretch where you, you, nothing's working right. Like right? so, you know. If you can count on the starters, like you're, you have a pretty good shot. And that's how, basically been propping the Dodgers up because they've been really bad. Um, but now, like the the cracks are like starting to appear and get larger. They have like just no room for error, like everywhere and like uh, on the roster, everything. So the timing of this like was bad in that they so they're in the they're just about to end today. In fact. Today's going to, well, they, they were rained out Monday, but, like, the schedule was 14 games in 14 days. Um, 
And then they were going to do a bull, they did a bullpen game Friday in Milwaukee to give the, the five starters an extra day of rest, which they like to do whenever possible. Um, and then, of course, the first day after that, um, you know, May gets hurt. And so they already do the bullpen game Friday. They called up Edwin Yuseta. Uh, um, we've talked about this before last year, the preseason, like pronunciation guide or whatever. It said Yuseta, but it's, it's, it's actually Yuseta. So good to know. That's the other thing. It's good to, like, actually, um, you know, cover the players as opposed to just reading about them or whatever. <laughs> like, you could actually get the actual pronunciation. So that was good. Um, so tax bullpen... Um, goes bullpen game Friday and then May immediately gets hurt. So it's, it's essentially bullpen game Saturday. Um, so they're like really hurting. They go into um, the Cubs series and then rain out Monday sort of threw a wrench into things because then they do a doubleheader Tuesday. Originally Walker Bueller was going to start Monday. They moved him to today on Wednesday and they went with, Kershaw, who was already going to be Tuesday starter, and then Trevor Bauer. Um, with the speculation is that you know Trevor Bauer's been um, angling to start like on three days rest, whenever possible. Um, and you know, I don't think they're they're they might not they might not do, it, but the way the rotation stands out, they're they're off Thursday. They have off days next week on Monday and Thursday. Um, but if they don't. The rainout meant they have to keep to keep everyone on a full rest. They're going to have to do a bullpen game Saturday against the Angels, or um, start Bauer or Clayton Kershaw on short rest. And as much as you might dismiss starting Kershaw, they pulled Kershaw yesterday after one inning because he threw thirty nine pitches, uh, gave up four runs. It was very bad. He walked Javi Baez for God's sakes. Um, uh, so. It was bad. So I think part of the reason they pulled him, well, well, A, because he threw 39 pitches, they actually probably should have, they could have pulled him, like, before that inning was over and been justified in doing so. Um, but part of the speculation was that they pulled him just to give them the option to possibly pitch on short rest and, on Saturday. Um, because the way it works now, I, I still think the most likely scenario if they go this route is Bauer on short rest and then... Kershaw on regular rest Sunday, but actually the most most likely thing is bullpen game. But like we'll see, um, th because if you do bullpen game, then you have let's say Kershaw Sunday or it's Bauer Sunday. Then the next person doesn't pitch till Tuesday, so like one of them is going to have to wait like a week, and they usually don't like to do that. So I don't know, it's weird. Um, maybe they will, but who, who knows? But they're, they're it's a mess right now, basically. Oh, and then also. Like, using all these bullpen games, they're getting, like, guys hurt. Also, since we recorded last week, I think this happened after we recorded, uh, Bruce Dark Gratterall also went on the aisle with uh, forearm tightness. So, uh, he his MRI came back, like, better, clean, basically. But he's still sore. So, like, there's no real timetable for him to return. So, that's a bummer. The Dodgers have, um, you know, what, four... Um, um, four opening day relievers on the IL currently. Also, Joe Kelly, who we learned uh, last week uh, with an interview with WEEI in Boston. I just want to point out, Joe Kelly has not talked to on Zoom to Dodger reporters yet, but he opened up about this uh, 
with the Boston uh, radio station that he had significant shoulder surgery in November. <laughs> he said it felt like fire ants were eating his shoulder. He pitched, this was like mid-season when he was suspended, when he was feeling this, um, and he still pitched after. Like It, it was one of those things I think you're not going to hurt it more. It's just what you can sort of tolerate. So that might explain some of the weirdness. Like he was, remember he was throwing all those curveballs, and he's always wild, but it was like even weirder than usual. Um, but yeah, so he, he could be back relatively soon. One of the people on the DL is Tony Gonsolin. Um, they're gonna, they're stretching him out right now to start, but he almost had to start from scratch. He had shoulder inflammation. So he's not going to be ready till like the, the last week of May, probably. So you get to a point with all these off days, you might have to do a bullpen game Saturday, but whether you do or don't, you're, you're still going to you have to use a fifth starter roughly like, uh, I think it's like May 18th, and then maybe one other time after that. So you're looking at at least two, possibly three or four bullpen games uh, before Gonsolin's ready, I asked about like if Gons they, they want Gonsolin to go at least like five innings or be able to do that. So I asked if you know if you're going to do a bullpen game, what wouldn't you just call up Gonsolin if he's he can go like two or three? And Dave Roberts made a lot of sense in this. He said you know if we call up Gonsolin and then he goes two or three, they still are going to treat treat him like a starter, so he's not available in the interim days. Um. So it, it, it you lose a roster spot, whereas I think what they'll end up doing is sort of uh, mix and match and, like, call up, you know, just a fresh arm for the day of the bullpen game and then option one guy out, and then he's not, he's not going to be available for the next one, but they'll have another guy to do that with. So they're going to just play musical chairs, I think, uh, reading between the lines there. But, yeah, it's just going to be a mess, like, for a while. And then you just have, it's, you just have to sort of get through that. Um, so, you know, five bullpen guys on the DL, that's, that or IL, excuse me, counting Kelly. It's seven if you count Ferguson and Canely. I mean, they're, they weren't going to pitch this year anyway, but it's just a lot. Um, but that said, so it, this is where, like, it's never one thing, right? You can just say, oh, well, the bullpen sucks. Like, that's why they're losing. But it's really not just that. Like, the bullpen is being put in situations that are, like, impossible because... Uh, it's like a combination between that and the bad offense. So um, the Dodgers, remember, they were thirteen and two, right? There were these articles. Of what what, what are they going to do? Like, what, what's going to happen when they break the wins record? Uh, are the Dodgers going to win one hundred and twenty games? Blah blah blah. They're four and twelve since then. It's it's not only like the worst record in the National League. Only the Tigers are worse in the American League. So they're like two and thirteen. They've been so bad, um, but. So the offense here. So here's the thing: uh, in the last 17 games, that includes the front end of this uh, was a two nothing win in San Diego. They scored three runs or less in 11 times in those 17 games. They're averaging under four runs a game, hitting 201, 314, 339. So this is like almost three weeks. It's really bad. And um, so and also the, that average is like being. Uh, propped up by like two huge games they scored uh eight runs last wednesday afternoon just after we recorded uh, so they actually have two wins since we recorded which i thought was a high number <laughs> given the way they've been playing uh they that was a two nothing game until the eighth and then they blew it open 
Uh, and then on Sunday, they just went off and won 16-4 to in the last day in Milwaukee. Um, that was after losing the first three games of the series. In that game, Pollock drove in eight. Matt Beatty drove in seven. We'll get to that in a second. Um, but, like, generally, like, they've just been bad. Like, everyone points to uh, Edwin Rios because he just has the over skid going. He's over his last 32. Um, there's really not been that many people hitting like Matt Beatty has. Matt Beatty is sort of like, um, I guess, a in a way sort of a path to what they might be able to do with Rios. Like, Beatty, like, early on, he barely played. He started, like, once in the first 12 games. Uh, they optioned him, and there's been no minor leagues until this week. So he had to go to the alternate site. They still had some games, so he he, he was at the alternate site for about a week. He played three games against the Padres. He said he got 14 at-bats. He also worked with the hitting coaches on the other days. So he was getting, you know, very... Um, like not one on one, but like you know, he got to work on his essentially playing regularly and just working on his stuff. He was back up within a week, and he's basically done nothing but hit since. He's only started like five games. He's gonna he's supposed to start today. Um, but he's like I think he's like nine for seventeen. He has like a six something on base percentage. He had a grand slam on Sunday. He's just been going off. Now, Rios is over his last 32. His last hit was April 13th. Um, now, you the problem is, with, with all this, it's easy to just say, send that guy down. But then, really, who are you bringing up, right? Like, are they going to... They're not going to call up, like, Zach Rex or something. Or DJ Peters looked bad when he was up. So, like, uh, it could just be an extra pitcher. They might, you know, do that. But the other thing is, like, there was this interim period in the last, like, five days where there were no alternate site games and uh, no AAA season yet. AAA season starts Thursday, so maybe this week, if if they choose to do that with Rios, I don't know if they will, but that's an option, right? He could just go down, for, even if it's like a week, just to work on whatever, and get regular at-bats, and then that way, and then he comes back up, whatever. But but even like, like Gavin Lux wasn't really hitting until the last couple days. Uh, Corey Seager's been slumping. Mookie Betts was slumping. Uh, so it's been bad. Max Muncy was something he he so he homered yesterday in the second game of the doubleheader. It was his first homer since April fifteenth. It was his first extra base hit since April fifteenth. He was three for forty eight in between with twenty three strikeouts, but he also had sixteen walks because he's been part of it. He's been being pitched around, but also he has such a great eye. Um, so that combination, right? Like sort of a shaky bullpen. Um, being asked to do too much, and an offense that makes every game close, it's really setting the Dodgers up for failure. And I think it, um, it's it been, like, sort of emblematic in the last few, like, um, extra inning games. So the day this sort of slump started was the day after an extra inning win in the first game in San Diego. That was uh, the peak David Price moment. He's also on the DL, or IL, excuse me, by the way, uh, <laughs> So, where he pitched well later in that game, the Dodgers scored five in the 11th, I think, to win that game. They haven't done much in extra innings since. Uh, they've lost all four games. Uh, they've had an extra innings since then. And I think if you look at it, it, it sort of shows why. So, April 25th was the last game in L.A. against the Padres. That was just a bad game in general. The Dodgers were up 7-1 to one in the 7th, and they, they blew that game. Um... Jim, uh, three relievers gave up two runs to blow it. Jimmy Nelson uh, was asked 
to get the save. He did not. Uh, he gave up two runs in the ninth. He actually pitched a scoreless tenth after that. So that was one of their better extra inning performances. And then Garrett Clevenger uh, lost the game in the 11th. The Dodgers in that game scored zero runs in both extra innings. And just as a reminder, um, extra inning games uh, or extra innings start with the the guy who made the last out in the previous inning on second base with nobody out. So uh, it, it you know and it's an offensive advantage. the The idea is try to end games as early. Uh, not as early by time, but just early by inning, so you're not taxing a pitching staff. Dodgers have found a way to somehow do both to <laughs> tax their pitching staff and and lose. Um, so uh, April the next night when they got home, the Dodgers lost it to the Reds. Kenley gave up a two run homer in the tenth, so it's not just the low end guys, but the offense didn't score in the tenth. Uh, the what was this the second game in Milwaukee? Oh no, um, the this was the Saturday game. Uh, the, yeah, the Dodgers only scored one run in the first two games in Milwaukee. They they scored a little bit in the, in the third game. That was the game May got hurt. But then, um, so Alex Vesia, or Vesia, oh man. Uh, so he, uh, in the 10th inning, he walked two to load the bases, uh, gave up an unearned run, and, and the Dodgers were up one. He, he started the 11th, and then he walked two again, and then was just immediately removed. Uh, and the Dodgers were up got, two in that one. <laughs> yeah, they were up two. So we were at a point. So I, Mitch White comes in. He actually looked okay. Uh, he gave up a sack fly. So the Dodgers are up one. He got to two outs. And there was a point in this game where it would have been hilarious because Alex Vesia would have got the win with four walks in, in recording three outs and had a zero would have had a zero ERA for the game. Because both the the ghost runner, not ghost runner, but the free runner is considered unearned. But then uh, Mitch White gave up two singles with two outs um, to lose that game. And uh, so the CEO ended up giving up four runs. The offense in that game actually, that was their best like game scoring-wise. They scored one in the 10th, two in the 11th. So it was... They still lost. And then last night in the second game of a doubleheader, these are seven-inning games, so the extra inning starts on the eighth, which is always weird. But we were talking about this before we started uh, on the baseball reference, like, schedule page. If you look like yesterday's doubleheader, it'll, it usually if it's a if it's a weird inning uh, game, it'll show it. So, like, yesterday it says, in the first game it says seven, and in the next game it says nine, even though, you know, nine's a normal game. But anyway, uh, so Mitch White... The Dodgers are up two in this one in the tenth, and excuse me, in the eighth. But then with two outs again, uh, Mitch White uh, gave up a just an absolute. Uh, I believe uh, the phrase Chad Moriyama likes to use is "down the dick" uh, fastball, and Javier Baez just absolutely crushed it. Two run homer to tie it. Garrett Clevenger again comes in, gives up the walk off single in the eleventh after the Dodgers didn't score. So the Dodgers scored two runs in the eighth. Zero in the in the ninth. They also didn't score that game till the seventh. So it was just it's been bad. Um, so yesterday, uh, you know, Dave Roberts was asked about specifically White and Clevenger because you know they're pretty low on the totem pole, like in the grand scheme of things. But they aren't now, and that's sort of the point. Um, and Roberts, yeah, look, they're they're major league pitchers. We're we're throwing them into the fire, and you know, it's just we're just got to try to encourage them, basically. So they're in a tough spot, but like if you just look at the total of these extra inning games, the 
the opponents have scored in these last four extra inning games. So there's been seven total extra innings. The opponents have scored in six of them, scoring ten total runs. The Dodgers have only scored in three of those seven innings, scoring five total runs. They've lost all four. I looked at run in, run expectancy. Now, it's hard finding updated data on this, but it's base out situation. Like, if there's a so runner on second and nobody out, baseball perspective says this. This is actually from 2019, but the, I don't think the numbers vary that much year to year. They might. So, this might be a little off, but it, just as a general, this is just a general way to look at it. But uh, runner on second, nobody out. That inning, from that point, an av- uh, a team averages 1.14 uh, runs in that inning. Now, the likelihood of just scoring a single run or, or more is 60.7%. So, if you use that sort of expectation, if you play seven extra innings, you're expected to score in about four of them. The Dodgers only scored in three, but their opponents scored in six. You're expected to score eight total runs. The Dodgers only scored five. Their opponents have ten. So that sort of shows you one of the th- reasons sort of why they're hurting right now. And it's just, it's been brutal. Yeah. Uh, we didn't even talk about defense, which has also been bad. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. The Specifically, like, Corey Seager's defense, but it's not he's not alone. Like, um... Uh, Gavin Lux had a terrible throw yesterday. I think it's just slipped, but it was just bad. But Corey Seager has had so many, um, like, just under his glove, out of his reach. Like, just he's just been not good. And, like, all of his, like, publicly available defensive numbers are well below average. Um, Dave Roberts sort of continues to say it's a small sample. I think he's just sticking up for Seager at this point, but, like, it's been brutal, like honestly, to watch, to watch, and like it just seems like something happens all the time. There's just been really sloppy plays, like all around. Um, so yeah, it's it's they not they're not playing good baseball for almost three full weeks now. But they did have that uh, what sixteen run game. Yeah, so I have a trivia question for you related to that. All right. So AJ Pollock, uh, it was the seventh game in Dodgers history with, that a player had uh, eight or more RBI. Um, how many of the other players who did this can Jacob name? I will flail and throw some names at the board after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. To your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say: your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over a hundred social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today! At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. AJ Pollock had uh, eight RBIs. It's the seventh time, so six previous lead times, uh, a Dodger has had eight or more RBIs mm-hmm. uh, in a single game. Um, okay. So this is mm. L.A. and Brooklyn. Yes. Uh, has any player done it more than once? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, that, that's what I, I sort of 
worded it a little weird. No, that's fine. I just want to kind of clarify. So there are how many names? Five names? One player did it twice? Uh, five other names. Yes, yep. that's right. All right. Uh, Would you like? Yeah. If you have, if you want hints, I'm here. I'll I'll throw. Let's say. I'll get I'll get two wrong and then I'll take uh-huh. some hints. Uh, James Loney. Um, he is one of the co-record holders for most RBIs in a game with nine. Uh, Coors Field, two thousand six. Uh, Sean Green. Uh, no, Sean Green. His highest was seven RBIs in his four the home run game. Six, 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 seven. Yeah, I thought yeah. I thought maybe he had hit eight. All right, so that's one of my whiffs. I mean, when you hit four home runs yep. in a double, <laughs> it's, like it's yeah. a pretty good bet, and like <laughs> you're gonna have a lot of RBIs. But um, Mike Piazza never did. Okay, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go one more, and then I'll take some hints. Um, mm-hmm. Matt Kemp. No. Okay, I will okay. take some hints. So I'll, the the first hint is. Only one Brooklyn player has done this. Okay. And this person co-holds the RBI record with James Loney. Um, Duke Snyder? <laughs> no. I mean, you're right to like... Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going through the... the... Yeah. Zach Wheat? No, no, uh... not Zach Wheat. <laughs> A boy can dream. Um, uh, uh, Campy? Nope. Jackie? <laughs> No, think of, like the, the, think of like the the power hitter that batted like I think he batted cleanup. Um, yeah. Um, you're 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 insinuating I know anything about the boys of summer at this point. Uh, yeah. Um, Hodges. Okay, that's right. Um, so the the other one. Uh, so two of them are in the Jacob Birch era. I've named almost all of them. Two, uh, two of them are in like the, I believe, the Jacob Birch marriage marriage era. Okay. Um, but, but aside from Pollock. Uh, uh, okay. One of them, the the most recent before Pollock, hit a home uh, hit a home run in the same day that Rob Sagan hit his first home run. <laughs> I don't. Uh-huh. <laughs> that doesn't help at all. You um, don't you don't have that date like transcribed <laughs> like, in, a, in a in a pillow or something. Uh, Cody Bellinger. Nope. <laughs> Corey Seager. It, no. There's not a lot of players that can make this on my the oh. the marriage list. You know. I'll give you a, I'll give you another hint. Um, Butter and Eggman. Uh, uh, Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, he hit three home runs against the Reds. Um, in 2016, I believe two of them were off Homer Bailey, who he has, who he Old absolutely trend. destroyed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, former <laughs> second highest paid Dodger. All right, I'm tapping. No, out. only only one of the home runs was off Homer Bailey. Amazingly, I'm tapping. Um, out. The one the one prior to that, Yasmani Grandal, uh, in 2015. <laughs> that was going to take quite a few guesses. Four for four, two homers, eight RBIs. Uh, before James Loney. Uh, the other one was Ron Say, 1974, eight mm. RBIs, two home runs. Uh, Gil Hodges had an eight RBI game in 1949, and his nine RBI game, nine RBI game was his four home run game in 1950. Okay, I got there. Yeah, you did. I'm, uh, you did pretty well. I think I hit expectations, is what I would say. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm okay with it. Uh, Dodgers rewind. 
Yep. So I talked about Max Muncy earlier. He's been walking a ton. He walked um, 27 times in April. That's the most uh, in April in Dodgers history. But, you know, part of that is they didn't used to start till like, April 15th. So whatever. You'll see. But uh, 27 walks in a month is still a lot. Um, we'll get to that in a little bit. But the the um, the only L.A. Dodger with more walks in a month uh, than Muncy's 27 was Jim Wynn uh, in um, t- uh, 1975 in June. Uh, he, he walked 29 times. Uh, so his nickname, Jim Wynn, was the Toy Cannon because he was like 5'9". But he was an amazing power hitter. Um, so he actually died, Jim Wynn did, last year. Um, it was either, I think it was March um, 2020. So, um, he comes to the Dodgers, like just when they were really getting good. And 1974, they actually traded Claude Osteen for him. Um, Claude Osteen was like a stalwart in the rotation, like linking back to the Koufax Drysdale era, sort of the link between those teams and the seventies teams, hit them, him and Don Sutton. Um, so, in a span of two days, they traded Claude Osteen for Jimmy Wynn to the Astros. And then they also traded Willie Davis to the Expos for uh, Mike Marshall, the reliever. And then Mike Marshall ended up winning the Cy Young. Um, you can make a case. Steve Garvey ended up winning the MVP, I think, because he had more RBIs in 1974. He was a relatively unknown. or like That was his breakout year. Jim Wynn was better, I think, uh, for the Dodgers in 1974. Uh, they won 102 games. He hit 32 home runs. He drove in 108. Um, he was actually just the second Dodger to hit 30 home runs since they moved to L.A. So at this time, this was only their 16th year in L.A., but still only two times hitting 30 uh, before that. So he had a 151 OPS+. Plus. Um, now, in 1975, his numbers sort of dipped a little bit. He only hit 248, but he still walked 110 times. Now, there's only... Um, since moving to L.A., uh, a Dodgers player has walked 100 times only six times, and uh, Jimmy Wynn has two of those, like the first two, actually. So even with, like, a relatively down year, he still had a 134 OPS plus that year. Um, so my, my computer, I, I was I was trying to load something because I, I had some notes on this, and I put it in a separate section. Um, hmm, let's see here. For some reason, it's not coming up. That's okay. Um, so I, I, I had the wrong link, my apologies, but, um, so just win was really good. And then what 19, I want to say he, I'm, I'm going to read an excerpt from Jay Jaffe's book, uh, the Cooperstown case book. Um, let's see. The toy cannon was a five ten spark plug with power. I think I shorted him an inch. I apologize. Uh, outstanding control of the strike zone, good defense, a player whom Bill James compared to early career teammate Joe Morgan while ranking win 10th all-time among center fielders in the new Bill James historical baseball abstract. So, like, he was really good. I was looking at this, too. Um, he sort of had wanted out of Houston uh, for a while. Uh, I found an article last year in Sports Illustrated from 1974 from Ron Fumerte. Um, it says... Uh, Ah, but there's nothing like quite like a new suit of clothes. After the trade with Houston for Claude Osteen, Alston had, Walter Alston 
advised Wynn that he could bat third, play center field, swing the uh, swing the, at the ball any damn any way he damn well pleased, as long as he hit it from time to time and have complete freedom on the bases. So that sort of helped him have a breakout year. Uh, so he was really good. It was just like he only played two seasons with the Dodgers, but he you know they were two great seasons, and so like very 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 memorable. So. I, I because of those 27 walks that Muncie had, Wynn had 29. There's only um, one other LA Dodger to walk 27 times in a month. Can you name him? I'm sure I can't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. Uh, hmm. You want to give me any hint? Yeah. Well, I almost uh, hate it when you was... give me hints because the expectation I should get it right goes up. But mm. I'll, I'll try it. Yeah, so, okay, so, okay, it loaded, thank God, this time. Um, so, I will give you the hint, the, the first hint is this player did also play in Brooklyn, though he never walked 27 times in a month for Brooklyn. Duke Snyder? No. Duke <sighs> Snyder did walk, uh, did walk <laughs> 27 times in 1956 with Brooklyn. These, like, pre-modern era players with walk records mm-hmm. were so hard because, you know, they weren't celebrating the, ah, uh, <laughs> the, the, the walkers of the era. But, uh, the other hand, this, this person also holds the Dodgers rookie record for walks in a season, which was not the season that I'm in question here. Jackie? Mm-mm. Jackie did walk 27 times in 1952, June, but not L.A. Um... I'm taking one more guess and then retiring from name. <laughs> J- mm-hmm. Jacob Birch names Brooklyn players. <laughs> um, Jim Gilliam. You got it. Yes. Uh, he, 27 <laughs> times, June 1959. Uh, so good, good, good job. Nailed it. Uh, <laughs> now the tables can turn. Yeah. Uh, thanks to uh, our friend, whose name will come up later. <laughs> I can't spoil uh-huh. it. People will be shocked. Yeah, they'll be like, what segment are they going to I have a right segment now? that is yeah. going to turn the tables. It's time for... With Dibs and Greg. We love them. I know you're shocked, but it's our friend Craig here to turn the tables on you. I've got... So, oh, go ahead. B- no, b- go for b- it. Just, I was saying before... Uh, uh, Questions from Craig Starr, uh, Craig Minami. Uh, his birthday's Friday, so happy birthday, Craig. Happy birthday, Craig. Uh, we'll have to have we'll have to have him on and ask him trivia questions. Mm. Mm. Good luck. Questions, buddy. For yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so we have the first set of trivia questions for you. This season is the 100 year anniversary of Babe Ruth setting the Major League Baseball record with 457 total bases. <laughs> That's so wild. Here are some so total wild. questions about that statistic. One Dodger has a uh, 400 total base plus season um, uh, period. Who was the Dodger? So when I saw this, my immediate, I went to the Jacob Birch School of uh, um, Answering, and my immediate thought was Duke Snyder, but that's not my answer. Um, then I sort of, I remember um, a guy who comes up a lot in, like, oh, he has the doubles record, I believe. 
for the franchise. Um, so I I think it in, is it in the high offensive era of the 30s. So I'm going to say Johnny Frederick. Uh, incorrect. Mm, okay. Um, wow. Then this is tough. Um, because 400 is a lot. I, I don't think... No, he couldn't... Um, well, I'll, then I'll just I'll just go back to Duke Snyder then. Uh, nope. I'm looking up to see if I if uh, Duke Snyder's record is 378. What a loser. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> now I'm having trouble. Um, so the problem is, so Mike Piazza when he hit like 360, whatever. And forty home runs. He's only at like three twenty without doubles and triples, and he does he did not hit seventy doubles. So, um, wow. So it'd have to be a, a guy with a lot of doubles and a lot of home runs. So, is it Sean Green? It is not Sean Green. I'm getting is it Adrian Beltre? It is not Adrian Beltre. This player had. I'm looking right now. 35 home runs and mm-hmm. 48 doubles this particular season. 11 triples. Wow. Okay. Um, 35 home runs and 48 doubles. Um, this player, I'm going to give you one more hint if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I'm going to make sure played his entire Dodger career in Brooklyn. Way to say it. Um, <laughs> wow. So 48 doubles and 35 home runs. Um, Dodger career. Um, so Gil came to LA plus, um, and Jackie didn't hit 35. Um, it's not like, is it Dolph Camilli? Nope. Uh, so I don't know then. Babe Herman. Damn it! I, I see. I was right. I was right with yeah, the thirties yeah, thing. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> All right. I think this is the second time you've missed Babe Herman. He is your yeah. Zach Wheat. That's <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So just start start with Babe Herman until until it sticks. Uh, um, from now on, yeah. Moving on to more recent times, one player accrued four hundred total bases in both two thousand and two thousand one. Name that player. This is MLB. Yep. Oh, of course. Babe Herman. No, um, um, <laughs> he did have so, he did have uh, seasons without the Dodgers. That would I be fun. think. <laughs> I think this. Uh, wait, ninety eight, two thousand one. Oh damn! What was the other year? Um, ninety eight, ninety nine. I don't know any. Uh, my guess for this is Sammy Sosa. Um, incorrect. You may huh. want to remember that name for later, though. All right. Um, wow, 400 total bases. So, uh, again, hits, home runs. Oh, uh, A-Rod. Nope. Well, then, you're lying. Um, this is 2000 and 2001, just to reiterate. Yeah, yeah. But so, so right, so 2001, Bonds is already at 292. Uh, with the home runs alone. So, Bonds. Nope. Another name you might oh. want to remember for later. 
All right. Um, then I don't know. Um, this is a uh, ballpark fueled record. Oh, um, wait, but oh, Todd Helton. Yep. There you go. Mm-hmm. Four oh five and two thousand. Four oh two and two thousand one. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, since two thousand one, three other players <laughs> had mm-hmm. four hundred or more total bases uh, since two thousand one. Uh, can you can you name them? Um, Excuse me. That I'm was gonna... just in two thousand one. Four players total. Todd Helton's one of them had more than four hundred. Can you name the three other players? Hmm. So if it's two thousand one, uh, so you have. I'm going to go with Barry Bonds. Hey, that's one of them. With, I'm going to go with Sammy Sosa. Hey, look at that. Barry Bonds had uh, 411. Sammy Sosa had 425. And then there's one other, he said? Yep, this player had more total bases than Barry Bonds. So Luis Gonzalez hit 57 home runs, so I'm going with him. You are correct. There yeah. you go. Well done. But you know what? It's such a fun week. We have another set of trivia for Eric. Oh, God. Justin Turner hit his seventh pitch hit home run for the Dodgers on Tuesday. He also is the active leader on the team with 24 pinch hits. Can Eric name the th- the other three current Dodgers with double-digit pinch hits? Now, before I answer, can I ask, is this pinch hits with the Dodgers or, or just career total? This are, um, I am fairly sure this is with the Dodgers. Two I know for sure. One I will check for you real quick. Double-digit pinch hits. So, just for longevity, um, Corey Seager? Uh, no. Because he always starts. Um, yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, now, now I'm just mad. Um, okay. Um, I, I can't 100%. This would be true regardless if this one player was included some... Uh, Oh, gotcha. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> okay. So, do Wait. Um, oh, oh, double digit. Yep. Um, Matt Beatty. Yep. With ten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <On the dot. laughs> um, and then what about Austin Barnes? Seventeen. Nice. So you're missing the one player who oh, may I'm or may, one. may okay. or may not have some hits with another team. I'm guessing uh, Craig did this to DB just Dodgers, but I don't know for sure. Okay. Um, Chris Taylor. There you go. Yeah. With 21. Four other LA Dodgers have seven or more pinch hit home runs. A few of these players were around my viewing times. Can Eric name them? I have a a hint to exclude two that I'm going to give you right now. Andre Ethier and Kike Hernandez each hit six pinch hit home runs. All right. Um, Dave Hansen? Uh, leads I the be- list with 13. I see. I believe he had seven in one year. Um, uh, okay. Um, wow. I'm, then I just. Oh, uh, Matthew Ryan Kemp? Nope. Mm hmm. One of these players both, to me, defines pinch hit home runs and is also a former Dodgers Rewind. Almedo signs. There you go, with eight. Killer Tomato. Um, so I'm, uh, one more. Um, Two more. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> my entire equilibrium is thrown off. No. Um, 
Let's see. No, so here. so sorry. So it's it's it, it is two more. It, uh, Justin, if we don't count Justin Turner, I apologize. Okay. We're, we're talking um, about Justin Turner, so he doesn't count. <laughs> so it's two more that you haven't named. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't around long enough. Um, I'll just no because I damn it. Uh, Todd Hollinsworth. Nope. You have oh, one '90s player and one '70s player. Oh, um, hmm. Still mad at this. Um, <laughs> uh, Joe Ferguson. Nope. Um, Rick Monday. No, that'd be sweet. Uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch back to the '90s. Um, uh. I mean, he started all the time, but getting to seven. Uh, hmm. What about Eric Karros? Nope. I think that's a I give up. Uh, yeah. Your 90s player is Billy Ashley. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> your 70s player is Lee Lacey. Uh, all right. <laughs> With a minimum uh, of 50 I'm... pinch hit plate appearances. I'd like to note going into this, you were you were confident. Oh, so I, uh, <laughs> full disclosure... I never scrolled down to number two. Uh, that, was a, that was a pure cut and paste I didn't read. I and, read the, question one, and I'm like... And yet Babe Herman still <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Chris as Taylor, long as I don't have to think about Babe Herman. Yeah. Chris Taylor's third, third, with a minimum 50 mm-hmm. plate appearances, uh, uh, pinch-hitting plate appearances. Chris Taylor's third with a 328 batting average. Can Eric name the top two pinch-hitting batting averages with at least 50 ap- plate appearances? I assume this is L.A.? Um, looking, this is L.A. Okay. Um, so I think, like, Manny Moto's, like, 311 or something like that. Or, um, maybe not. Um, uh, it's above that, but you are correct to not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, his, it, D- Craig's hint was that it is not Dodger legend Manny Moda, uh, and it is not, uh, Dave Hansen. Mm. Wow. Um, 321, see, by the way, is Manny Modis. I think, like, I knew there was a 3 to 1. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, like, Lenny Harris pinch hit a lot, but his numbers were pretty bad, so I'm not I'm not using him. Um, 50. Oh, dang it. Um, One of these is over two seasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and one is over. Wow, that's a lot of ten, ten, ten seasons. I think I'm reading those right. Okay, all right. Um, ten seasons. Um, I am bad at this. Um, let's go with. Da, 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 da. Um. Oh my God. Um. Why am I just like completely blanking on this? Uh, let's say Mike Marshall. Nope. Yeah, right, I, I I quit. I, my I would like you the name. I actually don't know this. What were your favorite players of and the favorite hitters in the eighties? Uh, Pedro Guerrero. There. Hey, you said um, one of the answers. <laughs> all right. I was about to say I'm pretty sure, but I don't want to like lock that in. Uh, with yeah. a three forty four batting average. 
ah, over nice. 68 appearances. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Treadway is the other player. God damn it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Wow. All right. We're done with trivia. Let's move on. It's certainly too yep. early to panic, but I wanted to know what Eric and Jacob thought about adding to the 2021 payroll, and do you think the Dodgers would promote someone like Bobby Miller this season? They're absolutely going to add to the payroll because they're going to have to acquire people um, in July. Um, I don't think – no, Bobby Miller started at uh, high A Great Lakes. Um, I think like Brock Stewart did the Class A to the majors within a season. They're not going to do that with Bobby Miller. Um, you know, they they have enough guys, and I think w- once people start to come back, It'll be less of a need. They also, if they're going to call up a starter, it'll be like Josiah Gray, uh, but not now, maybe in a, in a month or two or a couple months or whatever. So, yeah, Bobby Miller is too far down the totem pole to think of him. I guess yeah. I'm thinking starter. Bobby Miller could be a reliever, I guess, but, like, eh, there's a lot of other options. They, like Ryan Pepio is a better example. Yeah, I guess that was um, that's a question I have for you is, you know, they're mm-hmm. maybe they're going to try this Kershaw and Sad with anything, but, like, are they just going to, like, patchwork it until Gonsolin's good to go? Yes, okay. I think so. So, like, oh, we didn't even – how has this entire episode not been about Mike Kickham? Um, <laughs> like, they, <laughs> they literally just brought Kickham up to, like, absorb inning Sunday after the two bullpen games. And, and thank God, like, for them that Julio Urias um, went seven on Sunday looking great again. Um, so then – Nobody else in the bullpen had to throw, uh, kick him at the last two. That, that was the game they were up like sixteen to one or whatever. They won sixteen to four. Um, then they DFA kick him the next day. So like, that's the risk, right? Like, I guess if he clears waivers, he, he has the right to elect free agency. They might convince him to stick around and stay because I think he was basically going to be in the AAA rotation. We'll see if that pans out, but uh, most likely he's just going to leave his free agent. But I think that's the risk with a guy like that. Um, there was a lot of like consternation in the comments, like, why would they do that just to lose him? And it's like, well, it's Mike Kickham. Like, that's what kind of happens with these guys, right? Like, they'll go find another Mike Kickham. Like, <laughs> that's essentially, I think, what they'll do with some of these guys. So, um, yeah, and then that way, like, it, rather than bring up, like, a prospect where you have to start their clock and then use an option this year right after you use them, um, I don't see that as a possibility, but I think they're going to, They'll churn through some of the the one and done guys um, if they need to. I don't know if it's as simple as how good bets and Seeger play. So goes the uh, excuse me. I'll rephrase that. Mm-hmm. I enunciated incorrectly. I don't know if it's as simple as how good bets and Seeger play. So goes the Dodgers. Yeah. But should Dodger oh. fans just hope those two get going and hope they can get close to twenty twenty form? I mean, yeah, they don't even have to be like that good, but like. Yeah, just good. And like, and just, just, there's so many, like, AJ Pollock started to hit um, last week. And then, like, you know, Gavin Lux wasn't giving him anything. Muncie was walking, but doing nothing else. Like, Bellinger's still, like, at least a couple weeks away from returning. McKinstry's probably the same. And the fact that we're saying, where's Zach McKinstry shows you, like, <laughs> how sort of screwed everything is right now. So, like, yeah, they just need, like, those guys to not be terrible. Like, Justin Turner was really good. Uh, Chris Taylor's been pretty good, um, but like, yeah, they just they just need to have like they have this weird offense too. Like, one of the games the other day um, in Milwaukee, they had nine hits. Eight of them were with two outs, 
and they only scored a run yeah, because I, all those innings they had nothing on in the first part of the inning. I, like, I texted like, you so like brutal. the Dodgers. If the the goal of baseball was to get two, a man on first and second yeah. with two outs, the Dodgers are buying yeah. a boy, just killing they're, it. <laughs> they're excellent at extending innings unless it's time to score. And it's like that, that's the other, and that's the other thing. Like it really is as simple as like. As long as they keep giving themselves like scoring opportunities, they'll be fine. You know, j- relatively, like they're gonna they're gonna hit like you know roughly. Offense is down like around the league, but they could still still hit like relative to the league pretty well. Um, so I think the problem was for a little bit of this run is they weren't even giving themselves opportunities to score, and so I think if you just keep doing that, like that'll that'll be fine. But yeah, like at a certain point, it's like. Um, you know, Corey Seager's postseason career numbers were excrement, like, before last season. And he had, like, one of the best postseasons of all time. So you just need to keep giving yourself opportunities and, and hope that the the star players play like star players. And um, same, Bellinger was, like, not terribly good, but he was he affected the game, like, on defense. He hit the pennant-winning home run. You know, he had his moments. Um, so, like, yeah, you, you, just, you just need those guys to be – close enough to those guys to, to like be good so and i think it's reasonable to expect like also edwin rios right he's over 32 he he probably was not going to be like a home run every 10 at that guy for the rest of his career either right like he could still be a very productive player somewhere in the middle there so like i think he just needs time to figure it out and then play um so we'll see like but so i think there's there's a lot of room to like improve just with the people they have. And, and really, nobody wants to hear this because, uh, well, we need to change this, this, and this. Well, actually, you just need the guys you have to actually play. So uh, I think that's what it sort of comes down to for this. Do, do, do. Last question, food question. Mm-hmm. The yeah. idea of sharing food in a restaurant seems a bit far away yet, but with my birthday coming up this week, I am reminded of going to Farrell's Ice Cream Parlor for birthday parties and sharing their big zoo Sunday. Mm. If you could have your own ice cream party, and I wish I could, would you make cones, sundaes, or some other ice cream treat? Um, I'm not a big Sunday guy. Um, I like the day of the week Sunday's fine, but like, no. Um, I think I like banana split over Sunday, but um, there's something about a good cone. Um, a waffle cone is awesome. Um, but even, even a bare bones minimum thrifty, like sugar cone with the square, uh, scoops, um, man, that's the good stuff. Uh, so yeah, I, I would lean toward cone. I mean, from a logistical standpoint, it's probably way easier to just have like paper bowls or whatever and then, you know, serve it that way. But yeah, cones are great. Um, so, so I, I would I would probably go cone in that regard, with obviously with mint chip and strawberry only. But. Uh, I was gonna say waffle cone because uh, mm-hmm. let's let's get this out of the way. Sugar cones are an abomination. <laughs> All right. Uh, I just love waffle cones, but no, I think I'm the gonna waffle cones are way better. No, no question. I'm gonna represent UCLA Westwood's own Diddy Reese a little bit and say ice cream sandwich bar. Mm, lots nice. of different cookies, lots of different ice creams. You could do the little toppings that you can kind of put in the middle. That's, now, that's would you do the way a sugar, to go. Uh, sugar cookie in those? No. Uh, well, that is a 
That that's a solid ice cream. I forgot one of the brands has like a a very good sugar cookie ice cream sandwich, like in the occasional grocery freezer. Um, it's really good. It, it's a good taste. I think I had it with strawberry ice cream, so maybe that played into it. But it was it was excellent. Uh, uh, Mother's Day Time. weekend, so ice cream's probably going to happen this Ooh, weekend, nice. but, but not today. And, you know, from the old uh, O'Malley tradition, um, the Dodgers always used to serve first place ice cream, uh, but, they, but they haven't been in first for a little bit because <laughs> they sort of played their way out of it. Part of it was like the Giants were sort of doing really well. The Dodgers, as we speak, are, what, 17 and 14? Um, so, like, you know, they've been worse, <laughs> like, but not much, like, given this. So, I don't know, it's weird. It's been a weird uh, couple weeks, but... Go eat some ice cream and uh, enjoy some baseball, even if it's if it's terrible baseball, because sometimes you can find, you know, some cool things about it. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, well, maybe we'll have more wins to talk about next week, or and maybe fewer injuries. Who knows? Thanks for listening. See you.